Views from the friend zone. Mom well, trying to be, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? It's cool though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo. Views from the friend zone. Well, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? It's cool though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to another edition of the Views from the Friends Zone podcast. Happy Sunday, y'all. Hope y'all enjoying your weekend so far. You know what I'm saying? It's beautiful weather out there. You know, we have a nice full panel in the building. So I'm going to start with my leftist son to introduce themselves. What's up, y'all? Sensei, how y'all doing? It's your boy, Real Talk Marv. It's your boy, Cliff Rockbanam. And my name is Christine. How you doing, Christine? So Christine is coming from us. She's the owner of Sustainable Passions. And she, she brought goodies today to, to show us and talk about. So we'll give you a quick second to introduce yourself, what you got going on, and then we'll jump into the show. Okay. So um, I own a sex-positive, women-centric um, adult boutique. So I sell sex toys and lingerie. Yes. Um, in upstate New York. I live in Ithaca. Okay. I've had the business since 2009. Nice. And... Yeah, I just want a place that feels nice and safe for people to talk about sex toys because they're toys. They should be fun. Yes, and they should right. be enjoyable. I feel it's so taboo, right? Like we right. sneak around about doing certain things and stuff like that when we should be like adult-like and be able to like, you know, partake in sex toys and have this open conversation. But I feel like we keep everything taboo. We you do, know? and it's a million-dollar industry, right, or a billion-dollar industry. So yeah. people are buying them. Yes. Right? They're pleasure just parties. So I started off doing parties, but now mm. I actually have a brick-and-mortar space. So yeah. I started off doing parties um, because of Oprah. So let's just <laughs> say that first. <laughs> Interesting. I was, yeah, so <laughs> I was watching uh, one of her shows, and I didn't really watch Oprah, but I happened to be watching one, and it was about passion parties. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting, whatever. Yeah. And then six months later, I was watching again. Yeah. And it was the same exact show. And I hadn't seen it in six months. And I was like, oh, the universe must be telling me something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I need to open up a passion party business. Yeah. And I wanted one that sold products that were body safe. Mm -hmm. This uh, industry is not regulated. So a lot of the stuff is toxic. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming you've all been into sex toy stores before. Oh, uh, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't I, no, but no. it's like, like you I said, listen. I've never comfortably <laughs> perused a sex store. No, like, it's always you catch one and you walk in and you like, you know what? I'm bored. Let me check in. Right. But I never went in fully as a consumer, a comfortable consumer. Like you know what? Today I'm about to go buy a sex toy kind okay. of thing. Okay, so my store is definitely a destination. Like people come in to buy a sex toy like okay. that's it or they want to at least look around and it's boutique it's cute and yeah. people walk in and they feel comfortable and i get a lot of couples who want to come in and talk about stuff yeah they ask me questions i'm not a sex therapist but i'm a sex educator okay and uh i was actually a peer sex educator when i was 15. wow in okay my high school so everything comes full circle Wait, Pearl circle peer sex educator at 15. at 15. My- kind of early my I high school. No. So where do you want her to get her information from? That's See that that's the taboo. That's the tricky part about it. We want our kids to be safe, but we're afraid to have these conversations. So that conversation is needed. Conversation right. needed. And I, I used some of your products on my trip. Yeah. And it was amazing. 
<laughs> so can you repeat that clip because it was kind of a side I, um, conversation i used some of her products during my cancun trip for my anniversary and it was amazing oh, amazing you hear go. that yeah, yeah, so yeah, he can yeah. speak from experience and not just freestyle on it you know right. so we we usually start the show about now but if you can like show us like one toy that you like to talk about briefly and then at the end we'll have a more okay open kind of thing so i'll Start off with something. She got a suitcase, y'all. I have a suitcase. Okay. I don't know if you guys get to see, but she'll she pull some items out. Okay, so this is actually this the see it's like really non threatening. Yeah. You know, it's sleek. I'll pass it around so you can feel it. Okay. Um, it's rechargeable, so you know it's good for the environment. Okay. okay. Like all of that good stuff. And it's a vibrator. Okay. So this is typically what we'd call like an egg. Style, right? It looks like something that could be part of like the Black Panther technology. I'm telling you, isn't it like we're gonna call sweet? that baby Wakanda. Wakanda, Wakanda, yeah. Wakanda yeah. Vibranium. Baby Wakanda. That's that vibranium in okay. there. Okay. And so it it's just a really so it's on now. And Okay, it's kinda quiet. So it's quiet. And that's right. a good thing, right? Because Ladies out there, you have the kids in the next room. You don't need your vibrator to sound like it's a lawnmower <laughs> going on right. in the well, next room. In the room yeah. as as, and it's waterproof, so you could do it in the shower or the bathroom, Nice, too. you see? So, now, a quick question, because it seems like this, I know it's a billion-dollar industry, but most of the toys are geared towards women. a woman's pleasure, right? Yeah. So this is an interesting thing. The sex toy industry really was, hey, you want to hold it? Yeah. The sex toy industry really Jeff would probably use that already on his skin culture. That really that was about uh, okay. men buying them for women, mm -hmm. right? But the original, the first so vibrators the actually were for shape. health reasons, right? So, nice. so it feels strong. Essentially, women were treated for something called hysteria. Yes, right? I heard. I've, I've read about that. So what? What would happen is a doctor would go in and manually masturbate these women mm -hmm. to make them. Um, orgasm, and that was supposed to help their hysteria. Release endorphins and stuff like Absolutely. that pent up because they wasn't getting pleasured at home in, in to that capacity. Right. So they then That's created. real science. The guy know was doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so then they started making vibrators, and initially the first vibrator was this huge thing that you had to go to the doctor's office, mm -hmm. right, to... To actually, and you see, there was all those different speeds. Yeah. The buttons. How, the, how does it work? Can you explain it a little bit? So this is for clitoral stimulation. Yeah. Right. And what's nice is that couples can use it together. So yes, a woman could use it and use it on her clitoris, but so can a man. What if your yeah. hand is tired, or yeah. what if something else is going on? And you're mm -hmm. like, oh, wait a minute, I yeah. got this. This is in my toolbox. Yeah. So right? you know, yeah. a man could be using his tongue, his fingers, and that and as well. And holding on to that. Yeah. You know. So sometimes you you, you need a teammate. You tag the the baby Wakanda in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we we gotta not be afraid to like truly, you know, pay attention to people's pleasure zones, Absolutely. men and women, because I feel like we let ego come into our bedroom, and a man feels like you know what. Oh, I got a big enough unit or penis that no, but you know sometimes you got to make sure that your woman's pleasure. Sometimes it, it doesn't always happen through vaginal intercourse Absolutely. or you know penis to a vaginal intercourse. Sometimes the toys need to come into the picture. Right. So we're gonna jump right into the show, and, and then like I said, and let me ahead. just say one more thing: men can also use vibrators, just in case you haven't thought about it. So I'll ask dudes like, "Do you like vibration?" And they're like. Uh, I don't know. It's like, right, because you've never even thought about it. Yeah. But your pe penis is really, really sensitive, so you might like vibration, too. 
I've never thought about that. Right. Hold it on your penis? Or yeah. So, you know, around the head of the penis, around different parts of your penis, maybe, mm. you know. I've never heard of a man using a vibrator during, like, a masturbation and not, like, you know, into butt play or kind of thing like that. So that's interesting. I never even thought about that kind of application. Mm-hmm. I know there are certain toys, like, you know, specifically for men. You know, yeah. my hand gets tired sometimes. I, I've There's got a couple strokers in there. Like I'll show you one <laughs> Okay, cool. So, <laughs> All right. so we're going to get back to the, you know, display portion of the show. We're going to do our regularly formatted show. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to leave enough time so that Christina could come back and show us more what's in her utility you know, to <laughs> go suitcase. sexual suitcase. suitcase. A superhero kid. All right. So the first topic, which kind of flows into, you know, what Christina has going with us is called something new. Right. And like I was saying a, a couple of minutes ago, I feel like a lot of times in the bedroom, we're afraid to apply toys. We're afraid mm-hmm. to do t- new things because of our ego. Or we feel like, you know, like me and Clifford were both in the 10 year range of our relationship. i I'll be married 10 years in April. Clifford and Arlene been together for 10 plus years. Four years married. Four years married. So, you know, it's not that relationships become mundane, but, you know, after a certain time, you get into routines. And sometimes you have to ask yourself, is it time to try something new? Right? So the first question is, are you are you reluctant to try something new in the bedroom? We'll have ladies first. We always do ladies first. Yeah, so don't, ladies don't, feel, don't feel on the spot because we always right. make ladies first. <laughs> I sell sex toys. I'm not on the spot. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, guys. Not an issue. So with you selling sex toys and being in the industry, um, are you a big proponent of if something comes available new in the market, you apply it? Do you have like sex conventions? We do. You're trying out the new stuff? Well, you get to see stuff. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, just like that, right? Yeah. So, um... Uh, uh, how often do you try your new products in the bedroom to make sure that you know you could give it the stamp of approval? Well, so I don't try everything that comes out, okay. obviously, because there's a lot of new stuff. Of I course. just came back from a show last month in California. Okay. So there's always new technology. Like, you know, 10 years ago, rechargeable toys weren't normal. Now yeah. they're normal, they're more affordable. Yeah. Uh, different shapes come out. So a lot of my friends, frankly, get sex toys as gifts because mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I need some feedback on yeah. this. Should I order this from my store? Yeah. And so, yeah, like it's just, you know, I might try something. And also, I don't make the assumption that just because I don't like it, another woman won't. Yes. Because we're different. Yes, everybody's right? body's just different. Somebody everybody else responds differently. It. You know, I yeah. definitely have a box full of, oh, those didn't work so well okay. for me, Yeah. right? So yeah. I can't be like, oh, I think it's great, but I can say, you know, I know somebody else who really liked this. Yeah. So, What about you, Claire? The question is, are you reluctant to try something new in the bedroom? No, I'm not reluctant to try something new, especially if it's going gonna, it's gonna to give both parties pleasure because sometimes, you know, in sex, you know, only one person getting the pleasure, right? So if, if it's going to bring something... That's going to make both of us happy, you know, and I tried some of our products during Cancun. I was very happy with it. Yeah. You know, I came back. Yeah. You know, it spices up the relationship. And, you know, it's not all about, obviously, if you be with somebody for 10 years, whatever, the chemistry got to be somewhat there, right? Yeah. But if something new brings something like that, hold on, I never experienced it. So I'm yeah. definitely up to if it's going to pleasure both of us. I'm in a situation where I currently don't own any sex toys. And... um. 
I can't honestly say that my wife does she own any. I do, I don't think she owns any. But you know what? It shows <laughs> that I need to have a conversation, right? Because Absolutely. I don't even know don't if know. my wife owns a sex toy. So if someone in a situation like myself, how do you feel like you know is a good way to have this conversation with your partner? Like, hey, do you want to try sex toys? This is awkward, but to me, I'm open about these kind of conversations, and I'm always looking to. You know, what's a good segue to have this conversation? I don't even think you asked the question. You just bring one home. Hey, you got something on the child. <laughs> right? But it's, you know easy, it's easy to get that, you know, the man's perspective. I, I want a woman's perspective on that. So I think that's not the worst way to do it. The other way is just to ask. Like, yeah. just have the conversation. Like, baby, what do you think about a sex toy? Mm-hmm. Like, what, you know, what could, and maybe you go pick something out together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that's, that's a good group, you know, uh, like a, I want to say a date, but a nice thing to do. Like, you know what? Let's go out, try something now. Maybe we have dinner. And afterwards, you try what we picked out. Okay. You know, so that's a good, you know, a date activity where this allows the the sexuality in the couple to come out but not feel uncomfortable, make it a group thing. Because a lot of times men will, will look at sex toys and will only think about things that, you know, in our head, what we want to do to a woman with these kind of things, right. or sometimes things that might make us not feel um, inadequate compared to the size of certain, you know, dildos or, or sex toys and stuff like that. So if you do it together, it allows it to be like a pleasurable joint that's, thing. Mm-hmm. That's the married mind state of things. Well, you, you're I'm thinking <laughs> All right, so on go the ahead. third date, you'd be like, all right, we're going to go out, have some dinner. Maybe go for a stroll. Third date? Third date, bro. Wow. Because I'm trying to guarantee that it's going down. <laughs> so, 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 this is how so we guarantee you aren't, that. You aren't reluctant. I, I can say to assume you aren't reluctant to try something just, new in the bedroom. You, no, not at all. I so mean, you have sex toys? I don't have any sex toys, but I, I've dealt with people who have different sex toys. And mm-hmm. So I'm you always, as a kind of single male, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. What well, You know, you're currently not. Classified in a relationship is that safe to assume? Okay, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know because you know I don't want to get him in trouble by just assuming stuff. I want it to come out of his mouth, right? So this segment always goes to Doctor Phil because they're best friends. So no, so since kids, and then he's so my my question to you as a single male, a single man in 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 the dating world, how come you don't possess any sex toys like that's part of your? Well, for one, let me think. Um, even when I was married, because I'm a divorcee, you see, I woke up. Um, <laughs> he woke up. You, you, you hear this? Stop. But nah, um, even when I was married, uh, she was like kind of conservative. So, you know, I don't feel right buying a sex toy myself. I think it's something that have, we have to do together. You know what I mean? Even though I say I'll just bring it home. I know when I was married, if I would have brought one home for my wife, she might have tried it, but she would have been like, what are you doing? Like, what about what stuff this? for yourself? You said your hand gets tired. I, that's the thing. I feel like that's an industry mainly for women. If I'm going to buy something for myself, I'm going out and get the whole doll. And that's the taboo, right? That's the tab, And that's why I'm glad we're having this conversation, right? Because it's, it's very taboo on how, like, you know, we did, we did a show about sex dolls and how mm-hmm. people just like, Oh, you guys are perverse with the Damn sex doll kind of thing. But dildos had dildos is like okay. everybody has them. They're like yeah. an accessory kind of thing. So, so my thing is, it's like you know, as men, how come you? Feel, how do? You, why do you feel like that industry is so One side. taboo for us? 
But the industry has been geared toward you. Like, really, all of these truck stoppy type of stores and places weren't geared for women. Mm-hmm. Women weren't trying to go into those places. Yeah. Right? So they were geared for men, which is why they had half-naked women on them. Yeah. Right? Because that's mm-hmm. not what our visual is. That's about attracting you to spend your money. That had yeah. nothing to do with us. If yeah. you look at boxes now that are geared towards women to buy, they're purple and they're pink. There's no pictures of women on. There's yeah. none of that. Yeah. Because we don't need that. Mm-hmm. That that industry really was about men, which is why it's kind of interesting. So it became sort of fetishy because it was about men and their fetishes, mm-hmm. right? So that's why you had the woman looking like she was whatever, in ecstasy on the front of it. That had nothing to do with anything because, what, your woman was suddenly going to look like that and act like that when you brought whatever this was home? Yeah. No. So um, as a woman, you, you meet a new guy, you guys are dating and stuff like that. Are you expecting for him to have sex toys in his uh, forte? Is that something that... Is that creepy? If he has a bunch of toys? Yeah. Does that feel Christian Grey like... Grey? <laughs> if he has like a, a, tr- a, a, a pleasure trunk that he opens up kind of thing? At least I know he's open to the conversations. Yes. Right? So also, once again, I've had this business since 2009. Mm-hmm. So for me, one... I'm really open about telling people that I have the business pretty immediately. Right Does that now. change the way men Was pursue it, you sometimes when they hear about that? I don't know. I'm What's sure it does. Was it like, what does it say on your card? Pleasure specialist? It, it doesn't. It just says owner of the business because yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. Yes. <laughs> this is my business. Yes. You know, that's really it. Like, it has yeah. nothing D- to do with anything else. Does it create false senses of, oh, She's a certain kind of way because you own this business. Because you're very articulate. You seem very reserved. And then someone hears you have a, a, a sex pleasure toys business. And then it's just like, does that create false narratives? Oh, I think it surprises people because they have a conversation with me. And then I say, you know, I have a business. It's an adult business. I sell, And then I go, I sell sex toys and lingerie. Like, I just get it out of there. Mm-hmm. And then I'll tell them about the business. And it always throws people off. Yeah. Because, yeah, I, I'm... I look really straightforward and, you know, of course I wouldn't have a sex toy. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make sure every woman it. in America I has a sex it. toy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, right? We, we have to stop putting people in boxes, Absolutely. right? Because, you know, it's like even, um, you know, when you say you're an entrepreneur or trying to put your entrepreneurship, we want us to have entre- to be one kind of business, but right. there's so many different kind of business. Like my, me myself, right? With the legalization of marijuana, because when we was younger and kids, when everybody was trying it, I was just nah, it's illegal, it's a crime. I was I wasn't a narc where I was gonna <laughs> snitch on you for doing it. I just never did it. Yeah, right. walk me home, high as hell. Yeah, <laughs> but now, but now, now that now that it's becoming legalized, legal, I want to not only be open enough to try certain things but i also want to see how i can invest in it absolutely try to start a dispensary that's kind of you know we'll we'll talk more about you know um business aspirations later on the show but that that's another thing like being business owners we you know our parents kind of makes us want to like open up certain traditional businesses that's already out there but we have to be forward thinking to see where the markets needs to be met especially people of color right because Mm -hmm. 
every time there's a business niche that's outside of our regular consumption, we have to go outside of our community for it. And we need to start bringing those things in our community so we don't have to go out of our way to support people when we should be support people right in our corner. You know right. what I'm saying? I so th I think the toys actually will help in keeping relationships together, keeping them strong. That's yeah, it spices things up. So to, to go that step <laughs> further in the same you know, conversation will happen, something new. What would be considered too kinky? I'm going to start with the single man to the left. What would be considered too kinky? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't really have a... Butt stuff for me. the limit. Oh, yeah, Butt yeah, stuff yeah. for me. Okay, okay, yeah. The, like... Why? Butt pleasure. Because... <laughs> right? No, I'm going to be honest with you. She because said, why? I'm open-minded, but at the same time, it's just like anything that makes me feel as if I'm doing activity that's geared towards homosexuality makes me not comfortable. I'm not a homophobe, but at the same time, butt play, butt plugs, butt beads, all that kind of stuff like that is not something I want to particularly have done to me. But I, I know I know if you educated you realize that one of the biggest pleasure zone pleasure zones for a male is the um prostate and prostate stimulation but is everything something that, that feels cool. good is not good for you. Yes. <laughs> so But why do you think now see this is the thing because I've done workshops with people and women it. will say like I had a woman say to me once, Oh, if he if he likes anal stuff, he must be gay. Or he's and, bisexual or he's I down said, low. Why do you think that? And she said, Well, because it's delusional because he wouldn't. And I said, it's not about the action. It's about the person you're engaged with. Yeah. So Look, if you like a man going in your behind, then yes, you may be gay. But if you like a woman doing it, that doesn't make you gay. And, and, and it's tough because like, I know it's 2018. Nah. Right? Nah. I know it's 2018. So even if you have your woman... <laughs> Putting on a strap on. It's called pegging. Listen, I was about to say, on. right? If if you met a man who's like, I'm really into pegging, will right. you peg me? Will you still be open minded enough to think that he's completely heterosexual? Why not? I I think that's more because she's in the industry. Yeah. I'm gonna speak from a man's perspective. <laughs> Absolutely not. From, from a hetero man's perspective who hasn't been around a lot of this yeah. sort of And I'm like not, imagine no. the situation that I'm in, like I told you. I don't, I don't, I don't own any sex toys. I'm not even sure if my wife has any sex toys that she, she openly shares yeah, with me. Out, I'll probably find after <laughs> after this show. After this show, I know we're gonna have a conversation, yeah, right? Conversation, but right. to me, it's just like I couldn't even imagine looking, you know, knowing my current situation. Look at my wife and say, you know what? I'm interested in trying pegging. She's gonna be like, what's pegging? What and is then pegging? when I define it, she's gonna be like. You know what? You know exactly. You know why I'm not like I said, bust up. Which one? It's so I work in kind of the. It's it's that's that's like me being in Oz to me, like some Oz kind of. I don't want to be. I'm I'm a very masculine but, man. I do not want to be bend over and strapped by a woman. It just. It doesn't feel right, and it's it's not my thing. Besides, the for the power thing, thing. Dominant act. yeah, it's, yeah. it's a, it's and a we're used to doing the dominant act. So really? we're most vulnerable when a woman is giving us fellatio. Exactly. That's, that's about as vulnerable as you. So gonna you get can't be having intercourse and it and be in any vulnerable position at all with a woman. So you mean while I'm having intercourse with yeah. her, she 
take her finger and stick it in my butt. No, I mean, I'm even me. talking about you saying the thrusting is the vulnerable. So what if she's on top and you just there? What if you strap down to the bed and she's just going, she's just on top of you, riding you? Yeah, you're vulnerable, like Dad. And then yeah, you're vulnerable. I'm, vulnerable. Yeah. I'm still thrusting from the back. From the back. Maybe not. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on my back. Don't you, you think so? I'm not laying there. Okay. Like. So, so, so we didn't ask this side of the room when actual with you, Christina. What would you consider too kinky? And is that such a thing? Um, so for me personally, yes. yes, there are some things that I just wouldn't be interested in. And I've been to fetish festivals yeah. So where someone was cutting. Yeah. And it was just really exciting to her. And I was like, yeah, no, that's not my thing. Yeah. Not so much for me. But I also don't judge other people in their stuff. Okay. Right? Because... I don't know what their experiences are. I don't yeah. know what. I don't yeah, know there, what there's certain role playing to me, like me dressing up as a baby and having ridiculous. <laughs> like to me, that's like I'm not judging, but that's too kinky. You, for you me. don't want to be in a like fuzzy cop. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you like <laughs> the furries. Okay. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Um, <laughs> what about you, Cliff? <laughs> See, I'm I'm very. I, I like to say I'm a very man's man. I just can't get down with none of the stuff where I. I, with sex and certain stuff, I got to be dominant, right? I got to have a say-so. So anything that makes me feel uncomfortable where I'm like, hold on, I got to question myself? I, I don't feel and, like and it's right. And that's the thing, and, and right? I'm slapping you across the face. Yeah. Who's your daddy? And, and, and that's the so thing, right? I'm because like, we're, 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 we're like brought up a certain way. I'm a Caribbean male. Obviously, Clifford's Caribbean. We're brothers and stuff like that. It's just like, you know, it's, 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 it's so much things that are kind of thrust into the fear of homosexuality. That's why the prostate pleasuring, like I've had two prostate exams, even though I'm under 40, and that was in the uh, fertility. Like, you know, me and my mm -hmm. wife are looking to fertility. Obviously, they check to see if you have any blockage in your prostate right. kind of thing. So un unusual for someone my age being on 36, but I've had prostate exams twice. Okay. And it, it was weird. The doctor was like, I know this is not going to be comfortable kind of thing. You're a big guy. Relax. Be careful. But... <laughs> Obviously, I was there for I was there for medical reasons, so obviously I wasn't trying to and that's a to get the, the pleasure. Yeah, like, I just can't a, see myself. It's the same for women, though. We don't like pap smears. Yeah, like I've had people say that to me, like I don't like a prostate exam. I don't like a pap, pap smear. I don't want to be laying out on the table but like that. But you just said they used to go to the doctor to get an orgasm. Yes, but he wasn't giving a pap smear. They were manually masturbating them. They were taking their fingers and going to town on their clitoris. Yeah. That's different, and that's pleasurable because that's, that's pleasure, you wouldn't want yeah. that done at home. I if would it, like absolutely. my girl cheating on me if she did that. Yeah, yeah. the doctor. I don't care. The doctor. <laughs> she wasn't telling. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the last question on this topic, something new, right? Mm -hmm. Is is swinging something you would ever think about? Ever think you could do? Like me personally, I already told you, I don't even know if my wife has sex toys. I know probably before me she has sex toys, but currently. So swinging, I know that's definitely something that's not going down. And me being selfish, if we swing, it would have to be like a lesbian couple. That was cool. Very sexist for me to say, but I have to be honest. <laughs> so, um, This is something I have thought about pretty deeply. <laughs> I know swingers. I've been around them. Um... I, it, it, it troubles me because I'm interested in it, but at the same time, I just can't see myself watching your partner, uh, my partner with someone else. Right. If we go to a party, I'd be like, "All right, you go do what you do, and I'm gonna do what I do." 
I just can't see it. Yeah. I, can't, I can't. At least you open them open mind you know? enough to even That's say that. That's about as far as I went with it, but I think you got to be a certain type of person to be a swinger. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah. dress a certain way. You talk. What about you, Cliff? <laughs> um, the swinging part, nah, I can't. I can't. I can't do it to a certain extent to be like, oh, like what well, like Mike said, like you know, seeing another person. Uh, whatever, manhandle yeah. or do whatever he got to do in yeah. front of it. So now nah, I'm not even open. To I would it. have to be on the Mario Wine. Is I don't wanna know. <laughs> like you know what I mean? I can't. Yeah, like, if you play, like, you, you know me? what? You know what? It's something where I think it's always a communication fact. You got to know the person you're dealing with, right? If the person you're dealing with is up to that, or what you call, it, and you know it's gonna make them happy to try it, you might consider. But nah, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not at that stage right what now. What about you, Christine? Not really into swinging. Okay. But this is an interesting thing about, um, because swingers a lot of times, that's about sort of this very casual thing too. You know, you go to a club, you meet some people, you have sex. Yeah. I'm not interested in that. A couple of weeks ago, you guys were talking about monogamy. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And so. Which I feel like is man-made, is not a natural thing. Oh, it's artificial and it's. Well, most of the time. Yeah. Let me ask you a sidebar <laughs> question, right? That we had an argument about. Do you believe that you can be in love with two more than one Absolutely. person? Absolutely, and that's where I was about to in go. Love. Thank you. So I was about to go with not the swinging, <laughs> not the swinging thing, but polyamory. Yes. Which is about being able to love more than one person, yeah. and I think you, we are highly capable of exactly. that. Exactly. I think we just suppress it because we've been taught. Well, that when you think of the definition, the difference between being. Loving someone and being in love? Yes, absolutely. But I don't believe in that whole falling in love thing. I think that's kind of crap. Okay. Yeah, like I think we create this thing like I'm supposed to just lose all my sense in my mind and be like, oh, he's just... No, like I think we choose to love people and then it can be romantic Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. And then the in love thing comes with that. That sort of... You can have that in love thing for more than one. Why not? Let me tell you, I, I was watching a, I was watching a you video. You don't want to. Yeah. I was watching a video earlier in the day, and it was an African woman talking about polygamy and how, you know, she broke it down to the science, right? Where it's just like a woman produces an egg one time a month, and a man produces 120 million sperms a day. So technically, the, the original um, reason for sex is procreation, right? Mm-hmm. It would take 30 men... To impregnate all the women in the world. So by nature, yeah, because of the 120 million sperm, only one sperm is needed to... But they don't have three kind of heads and... Yeah. <laughs> but but, but I, say, I, I, say, I say that to say this. She was saying how, you know, um, monogamy and stuff like that, it was... It's a control thing. It's laws that was put out there to control people and sure. stuff like that. Like the natural instinct of a man is to protect and, 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 and love... No, but protect and love the person mm-hmm. that they're with. But you can want to protect and love more than one person. Sure. When you That's think, when you think about the, the the nature of wanting to love someone, obviously, it's probably considered a bit irresponsible if you say that you're in love with forty-seven people, right. kind of thing. But to sit there and say that your love is only designated for one particular person, and if you have love and strong feelings for another person, that you're the you're this terrible person. Preach, it's controlling. Preach. It's just controlling. Like yeah. obviously. You know, if my wife came home and said, "You know what? I'm in love with another man," it's going to hurt me. But I'm not going to look at her like she's doing something that's completely unnatural. I need to have conversations with her, like, "How did this happen?" Kind of thing. Yeah, it's unnatural, bro. It's, you said it's, it's not natural. natural. He said it's not natural. It's not but natural. Is it natural for men? 
It's not natural for men either. Oh, okay. It's not natural for men either. It's not. So, so wait, wait, wait. Do you believe it's only you're only meant to be with one? Or one at a time? Mm-hmm. One at a time. One at mm-hmm. a time. One at a time, yeah. I don't feel like you can care about two people, but in, when, you, when you're deeply in love with somebody, that's something that it takes time to develop. So you you cannot be in love with somebody, two people, if you don't if you're not spending the same kind of time you're spending with the first person. One right? kind of takes away from the other, right? Exactly. So you can only I see at a certain time that so can happen. So you can only love one child at a time. Mm. That's that's <laughs> that's the thing I brought up. People are like, oh, it's different. Yes, it's different. I but the application children. of I'm love, like, the application of a love is still a one principle. Love with them. I love them to death. But, but you can only love. really love one of them then. That's what you're saying. No. I'm, Thank you. There's a difference Thank between you. love and being in love. That's what I'm saying. I say you can love multiple people. But so being what's the difference love, for you? Well, the difference for me is when, I, when I'm, I, I can only speak for me personally. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in love with a woman, it's like I can't really see other women. Like I see them, but I don't look at them the same as I did before. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? And I can't really compare that to my children because they all just my children. They annoying, whatever. I do have a favorite, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. I tell me which one. But every, every parent has a favorite child. I don't care what they that's say. A but, but every that, every that's, parent has a favorite. So, so you, because you're strong on the in love versus love kind of thing. Do And I've asked you this, and I, I just maybe you can answer this. So the fact that you feel like you can only be considered, quote unquote, in love with one person, do you think that's what's created you not staying in love? Now we're in the therapy. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying because yeah, you know yourself more than anybody because, else. Because yes, I'm, I'm searching for something that may be unobtainable to me. You know what I'm saying? Um, Who you think created this ideology? I, I think you, you, you've, you've let rules of society play in your head and make you feel like you know. No, no, no it's not being in love should be. Rules. It's my rule. Okay. For, for the most part, if I fell into what society expects of me, then I would still be married and living out my miserable existence. But <laughs> instead, I'm trying to look for something that maybe I can't attain. And maybe I'll just have to settle for something that gets close to it. But if, if I'm supposed to be with one woman and marry one woman, then I'm going to need to feel like I'm in love with her. And that means I can't have... That's the problem. I've had similar feelings for multiple women right now. Mm-hmm. Well, at, at number of times. But you don't believe you was in I love with multiple women. You was just... No, I love them. I'm not, I, if I'm in love with you, you are going to then be at a different level. The feelings I have for you will be at a different level. It's, it's even more confusing other. when you break it down <laughs> that way. It, it just worries me that the idea that being in love means that I need to be deaf, dumb, and blind to everything Exactly. Else. Because like, if that's the, that's definition the definition of in love, then I don't want to be in yeah. love kind of thing. So let me ask one last question before we move to the next topic. How do you feel about voyeurism? I'll start with you, Christina. You mean like watching porn or watching somebody else? Live. That's voyeurism. The, the, actual, mm. the actual live artistic version of voyeurism versus just watching porn like live performances of voyeurism oh i don't know that there's any real difference between either or sex is sex you know like those odd wide shut type secret events that people come to and there's voyeurism not even not even swinging but like the the actual watching watching the voyeurism but then that becomes a sex show right because it's it's created. It's really something that's this artificial thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's created for other people. And 
for me personally, it's not even like I don't think it's interesting. Sure, but it's not like I'm like, oh, good, I want to go see other people okay. have what sex. I'm, I'm, I would, I would do it. I haven't done it, but I would um, definitely do it. I think I'll be open to it, to you know, seeing what it's about. You know, like I'm not really into porn as much before. You know, as a kid, as a kid, I was, I was into porn. Now I'm like, you know. I'd rather do my own thing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Make your, your own Cancun cool movies. I want to act it out, but I'm I'm open to seeing it. What about you? You know what it is? Sex is about being getting better, right? That's why with sex, you should never take it personal if your partner's having that conversation with you, because that means that person care about you. Because when the person don't care about you, they're gonna fuck somebody else, or they're yeah. gonna deal with somebody else. But if they take the time out to express that, that means that they want to build something with you. Yeah, that's I how agree. I look at it. So what do you think about voyeurism? Um, I wouldn't be against you know watching it or, or you know being in that environment but i've never experienced have I? I'm trying to think. <laughs> I don't know. like the neighbors oh, sound like <laughs> i'm in but college I, in college yeah, you got to share rooms hey. i've been in a situation where oh, yeah, a roommate brought there. somebody home yeah. i was like oh he's pounding shorty out and then i left no i was a wingman one time and, I, and my boy had this girl we was in the dorm room it was on one side and uh, he was like, yo, you got to take one because her cousin like you. I didn't really <laughs> like her like that. So I was yeah, like, yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. All right. It's I'm called taking it. one for the team. I'm going to take one for the team. But did you but watch your boy get down with his? It was dark. I, was, I didn't really watch. Yeah, I was kind of in the same situation. But, uh, you know, I could hear what was going on. Okay. All right, cool. So we're going to move on to the next topic. The next topic is what are you waiting for? And a lot of times, you know, like you're, you being an entrepreneur, you you, you kind of said that, you know, you had that aha moment when you saw the Oprah show twice and it was just like, you know, this is a particular business to, to um, look into. Me personally, and we always talk about it, I'm always I, like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I want to do my own thing. And I know I had the mindset to run business. It's finding that particular notch or that, you know, niche, I should say, that I would really want to go into. And I was watching something earlier and uh, it's a comedian called Kevin, Kevin on stage. And he was just saying how, a lot of times we're waiting. We use the excuse of not having everything to prevent us from taking that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. So the topic is, what are you waiting for? The first sub-question is, why do we wait for things to be perfect to chase our dreams? We'll start with you, Christine. I don't. Well, why do people do it in general? I, I think that people do because of fear. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so I, um, I like science fiction and Frank Herbert books, the Dune books. They would say fear is the mind killer, right? And mm-hmm. I really do believe that. I think I had my first business when I was seven. Yeah. So I'm one of those people, and you cannot be afraid to fail. Yeah. Right? That's the biggest thing the embarrassment mm-hmm. of failure. You know, right. like even, even with starting this show, I was on a prior show, and then I was just like, you know, if I start this new show, I don't have the, the audience that I had in the last show. Mm-hmm. It's going to fail. It's going to flop. But then I just learned, like, yo, you got to go out there and create something. Right. And it'll get better if you have a passion about it. You'll learn from your mistakes. And you continue to learn to grow your brand kind Absolutely. of thing. So, you know, Cliff, what do you, why do you think people wait for things to be perfect before they chase their dreams? Um, It's because a lot of people follow the same format of society it is, right? You're taught to... Go to elementary school, go to junior high school, go to high school, and go to college, and mm-hmm. then try to get a job. If a lot of the times, if in society we just say, you know, after high school, yo, let me go to trade school, start my own business, instead of going to college and getting four years and then coming out on 60, 70 grand, and then they offer you a job for 35,000 and they tell you figure it out. Yeah. We, we go by society standards. So a lot of the times, 
people don't take that leap of faith because society says this is how you're supposed to do it. So people don't go outside the box and say, you know what, I need to start it. And and I'm in the state right now. Like I, I, I'm I'm at a point in my 30s where I'm like, I got so many great ideas, but I don't put it together yet. But I know at, at one point it's gonna come and it's it's gonna be good. Yeah. But it's because I'm still in the society standard. Work, 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 work until I build my capital. And then I could start something. Yeah. That's what I think and, it is. And, and another thing is, is just like, we always hear success stories, and we always feel like it was some kind of magical path to mm-hmm. that success. But it's trying something and going at it. You have yeah, I'm going to say one thing. You know what? A lot of times, um, I like to watch the Shark Tank. Shark Tank is a great show to make you feel like, you know what? Let me take a chance. Because mm-hmm. I started watching Shark Tank, and I'm like, yo, you see these little kids coming up with these ideas, yeah. and you're like... Damn, I'm 30 and I didn't think of this. Yeah. But it's it's one of them shows that is just not something that is gonna help you start now, later. But you know what? You're right though. A lot of times society you're built to do certain things and go about it certain yeah. way. So people are scared, like fearful just to take a chance. And another thing is paths, right? Like we look towards paths that we feel are easy to make. Yeah. But sometimes it's going through the woods, hearing the scary noises and stuff like that. That might be the path you need to go down. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, because there's so much unknown and mystery down that path, we go down a path like, hey, if I go to college, I get this degree, I work in corporate America, maybe that's an easier, more comfortable path. I don't know if you uh, remember or if you even played, but I created a game. It's a couple's mm-hmm. drinking game. Okay. It's called A Couple of Shots. And I made this while I was at work. Mm-hmm. When I used to work the night shift. I had a bunch of time. I wrote out all these different couples' questions. I'll I get to details for you. Yeah, because that sounds yeah, good. You might, my, you might yeah, have yeah, something you can... Like, you, might, you might have somebody who has the capital you know? and is yeah, going to use to start your business. Be careful I, about... We're not, we not sharing yeah. ideas. Okay, we just... Yeah. Yeah. It's a little snippy. No, no, there's no game. No, but you see... Go ahead. As long as it's trademarked I have left... He's not trademarked. It's trademarked now because okay. I mentioned it. <laughs> That's not how that works. I, I left. I left it. It was like I was helping my mom take some stuff out of storage. It was in her storage. I had honestly, I had forgot about it. You know, you mm-hmm. get so caught up in life or whatever. But when I was doing it, I was so excited about it, right. and I had tied it tied out on all my family and friends at a barbecue. Mm-hmm. Everybody who's played it, I loved it. So I had a great time. And my cousin, he just recently came up with an invention um, that he is now investing in like paying the capital because it costs money to get started. everything mm-hmm. costs Definitely money everything cheap. costs money and yeah. that's I think one of the things that really stop people besides the fear is they're like where well, am I come with the capital to get started yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah. And, but I think and, and what I'm learning myself also is right it's our idea of what it is to make it how big things are mm-hmm. we have to start small I think a lot of right. people are afraid to start small right. yeah. a lot of people right. expect like because I do music, I need to be Jay-Z in a week. <laughs> or, right. or because, you know, I have a passion for business, I need to be Elon Musk or all these right. great... And, and don't get it twisted. You can get there, but your path might be a little bit different. And that's and, what we have to do. And you don't do. know what their path may exactly. be, Because right? we're, yeah. we're seeing we, them finished right we in don't this know space. We didn't the road see them to it. that place. Your game, you could have done 100 
of them, right? You do it and then, because I've seen versions of stuff where people go, they do a limited edition version of it. Mm -hmm. It looks a little homemade, but it's okay and they'll sell them and then they make some money and, and they then use they that get money to done. go back and invest yeah, and, and they build reinvest it. it in. But it is the thing about being able to start small. I've met so many people who've opened stores and they were open in this big giant space. And then they close shop early because they don't Three have months the, later. The, 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 the clientele to sustain that. I always tell people it's about sustainability. Right. If you open up something where it's just like, you know, in the beginning, you have small clientele, but you can sustain that business model. That's how you grow. I think a lot of times we have to focus on a niche and then feeding that niche so you can grow it to something else. So the next question is, why are we so afraid to fail? Because we are taught, I think, that we have to be successful, right? Like you Success is overcoming failure. But mm. a lot of people don't see it like that. I think it's like, you know, when your kid falls down and you, like, want them to do this. Or now, I tell people, I'm not a everybody gets a trophy kind of person. Yes. yes. Right? Like, yes, you don't deserve a trophy, you're not getting one. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you get a certificate of participation, but Which if you didn't do really well... Beat it. Like, you have, and I don't care if you're wow. like six. I'm like, tell, I'm that I'm a, person. You're going to tell Bella to stay away? I'm tell Bella to stay away. Please, you know Bella. So what, about, what, what, what about you, Cliff? Why, you, why, you, why are we so afraid to fail? Because it hurts, and it doesn't feel good. It, 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 puts you in a, it puts you in a certain space like, you know, things are not going right. But that's when you're, when you're younger, I think, you, you have those kind of feelings. But when you're older, sometimes you need to hit the floor to get it started. That's, that's why. Fact. That's why I think it's all the place. I think when it comes to that, like the age fact of it, right? Because when you're young and you fail, or you you yeah, got a is. you got a sixty on that test, you yeah, fail the regents, and your man moving into the next grade, and you, yeah. you yeah. got to explain to him why you went to summer school, yeah. and you still not going to the next grade. Like, yeah. Yo, damn, you you got to stay in the you got to stay in the eighth grade. You, 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 that motivates you. But, but no, you said something. You say when you're younger, you're embarrassed, but when you're older, hitting the floor. It, it makes you say, okay, but now, you know, I know you, now I know what I You guys to do. both hint on something that's um, critical, and I think we're afraid to fail because we're worrying about what other people that's are going fact. to say that's or how we're going to be judged. That's a fact. And now I'm, I'm starting to understand, like, look, failure is letting a setback completely destroy your path. That's, that's when you mm -hmm. fail. Yeah. Like like I said, we've been doing the show for a year, and then, you know, some some episodes... We'll have like 9,000 views. Some episodes will have 1,000 views. And I'm like, what did I do during the 1,000 view show that we didn't do during the 9,000 view right. show? But at the same time, people consume things, you know, at the rate that they yeah. consume kind right. of thing. I feel like as long as you put a good effort out and really try to have a good product out, you didn't fail. Yeah. You have more wins. Mm -hmm. You know, some wins are better than others, but you didn't fail kind of thing. Why this do you think you're so afraid to fail? Well, I'm, I'm going to answer your question, but my thought in it is... I don't think, I think failure is something that we put in our head and what, like it keeps us from taking chances or what have you. I think anytime you put energy and, and time into something that um, you enjoy or, or that makes you happy, mm. you can't fail, yes. honestly. Like if I was to, you know, somebody tracing their dream of being the NBA player, right? But they love to play basketball. So all they do is play basketball, play basketball. They never make it to the NBA, but they were able to sustain a, a career somewhat, or they was just able to play basketball and, and enjoy that. You didn't fail. 
and I reached that goal, and maybe. I the no, big, no, it was a, a big, failure. Yeah, it's a failure. So what? see, that's the thing. No, no, but another thing is, we had to evolve our dream. You failed at that thing but what mm-hmm. about the next like that's about the evolution right like yeah. it's okay like i think we don't allow ourselves the ability to fail like yeah. we f- you there you don't get everything right yeah you, you just so don't though, but that's what I'm no but it's it's, you, it's a, it's a fact i didn't become the i didn't become the rapper that i wanted to be but at, at the same time i allowed that passion to want to be creative allow me to have different ventures made me write a book it made me doing this show now, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, and all that came from my passion to want to be creative, to have a voice. Mm-hmm. And now my voice is different. Now I'm not a rapper, but, but now I'm a podcaster. Now I wrote a book. Like he said, he wrote a book, right? It didn't make the bestsellers list, right? Yeah. But how but, much can you can say, hey, I wrote a book. I have my own book. You know what I mean? So I don't know if you were aspiring to get on the bestsellers list or not. But that's there's no way you can fail in that because you did something that you wanted to do something that made I, you I wanted my voice I wanted to, a way to convey my mm-hmm. voice yeah. and and the book was one way and you know what I didn't have expectation for sales right. and then when you have I think what the the victories that I achieved that keeps me going is like randomly I'll have people who I have no connection with they don't know anybody that I know they don't know mm-hmm. anybody who any of my Facebook friends and they'll message me like, yo, I just came across the podcast. It's so awesome what you guys are doing, this and the other. And maybe it's one or two, two people a week, but these are complete strangers yeah. who, who what we're doing is having an impact. So the last question on this topic I'm going to ask and then we'll move on to the Ask the Zone and then we want to have your segment. Mm-hmm. So the question is, why don't we follow the if you build it, they will come quote from the field of dreams? Like, you know, they, they tell you, go out there, put something out there, watch how it's consumed, and then grow from there. Like I said, everybody everybody who do podcasts want to be drink champs or Joe Buttons or these successful podcasts. Yeah. But you got, you know, they got to be small things that grow. So why, do, why don't we follow that model? Just put it out there and let it grow. Keep the answer short because we want to move on. Start with you, Claire. I, th- I think it's like people are afraid. Like, you know, people are afraid of just taking the chance. And, you know, it's it's like you said, every, like, our podcast, which called, there's thousands of podcasters, right? Everybody tell me, even even when I come across, like, yo, y'all watch the show. It's a good show. Which called, yo, I want to do the same thing. I said, yo, just get a team, whatever, and make it happen for yourself. They, they want to ask the advice, whatever. I'm like, listen. You know, my bro- my, it was my brother's show, and I came on, but I learned a lot. You know, get a team, and it's about specialing stuff and just making it happen, finding a certain space. But people don't want to do it because they don't they don't know what kind of reaction they're gonna get, right? Yeah. Or what That's kind of popularity. So people, about people, yeah, people, people yeah, people, yeah, people worried about other people. That's other it. people say, I think. What do you think? Why do you think people don't follow that? Because you follow that model, you built it, and now people are coming to your store. Because mm-hmm. this is the thing. I one, I did research. I did research for a year mm-hmm. in terms of figuring out before I opened up the store. But even in terms of just anything else, like if I think it's a good idea, then I'm assuming somebody else must think it's a good and idea too. That's the too. key thing. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so how do you find all those people who think it's a good idea? Because I'm not unique. Yeah. Like I'm just willing to try some stuff. And if it doesn't work, then you try the next thing. You didn't, did you die? There's a famous meme, <laughs> did you die? Like <laughs> after you fell at certain yeah. things. And so you didn't, me, so you keep going. Did you like get started in this industry because you had a real passion for toys and you love toys or you said you know what i think this can be something that really grabs grabs people because everybody loves sex so let me just 
take the toys and, you know, work off that? Or no, was it because you had a passion for it? I had a passion for people having the conversations about sex. Mm -hmm. I think that people should have good sex. Absolutely. Right? So when I speak sometimes to people and I'll speak in a college class or something, I'll say to them, you have to repeat after me that bad sex is unacceptable. <laughs> and yeah. we start, and lot, lot the first times they'll be like, bad sex is unacceptable. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like, I need you to speak it out like you mean it. I yeah. need you to say bad sex is unacceptable because we accept all of these things. Mm -hmm. And so the store is, that's why I sell lingerie, but that's why I sell massage oil and stuff. Maybe you don't get a toy today. Maybe you get something else that makes you feel sexy. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's something about engaging with, with your partner. Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. It's about being able to be open to the yeah. experiences and be comfortable. so that's why so it wasn't just about toys it was about that whole thing around it the conversation that's taboo i want to knock that wall down we, we're going to have the conversations yeah. and have them comfortably and happily and safely. due to the interest of time we're going to move on to the access zone segment so we can have time to mm -hmm. display the toys so the access zone question if you've been watching the show the last couple of weeks is we have people who who access can we discuss questions that they have and they, they sure. like our mindset it's right <laughs> so, so it's yeah. sort of like a dear abby kind of thing right. or you know those yeah, kind of columns always, and stuff like that so this week and it kind of touches home because you know i'm in all kind of different groups one of the biggest things that i'm in all kind of groups because I like to gain people's reaction to mm. things and different mindsets. So Shout the question, out to the Bend the Train group. <laughs> yes, right? So this I'm week's question is, my girlfriend and I have been together for about 10 months and I met her on a Facebook, I met her on Facebook in a private sex group. We both are still in the group and I've asked, her, I asked for both of us to leave the group and she refuses. It bothers me because she still participates in challenges that they post like <laughs> news, or, news and such or, and I feel there's a bit of flirtation with others. I don't think she's cheating but it bothers me. What should I do? The only reason I'm still in the group is because of her. And mm. and this touch home because I'm in a whole bunch of groups and you see people post stuff but, like that. Mm -hmm. Let me and then um you'll see women post news and stuff like that. And my thing about it is like if you in these groups you gotta keep that same energy. You can't meet her in this group yep. acting a certain way and now she's short now she's wifey and she can't be that way. That's how you met her and that's why our relationships fell because mm -hmm. we meet people who People show you who they are, and then you want to change them. You're the one who's bugging, not the person. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can go ahead. There's nothing to talk about. You just answer the question. Because a lot of the times we get in a relationship, and everything started off golden. You know, this is right, this is right. And then either the man or woman, they caught them, and then they say, you know what? I'm going to show the real me now. I got it already. The people get comfortable, and then they try to reverse the, reverse the situation. I'm saying, you know, this is me. I don't gotta act a certain way. So I, I think a lot of times people pretend a little bit until they get what they want. Yeah. And then it's and like, one of my uh, biggest things is for a woman to come off as a freak or act freaky. To answer the question, but he he's bugging out because you met her in the sex group. You know what kind of behavior she was into before. Obviously, you, you you wanted to change her, but she's not ready to accept that level. She's going to come around eventually if she care about you, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I always say. If somebody care about you, they will make well, what a change. What if she cares about you, but this is who, who she but, is? But you got to accept that because you met her there. Mm -hmm. That's Lance. I don't know this guy's name. But his name is Lance. <laughs> you seen Players Club, and Diamond told him, you met me there, Lance. Yeah. That's where I met you. Exactly. Now you my boyfriend, and you mad because I'm still working at the Players Club. No. 
You can't get with somebody and say, oh, I met you out here wilding, but I'm going to change you. No. She was a wild one when you met her. She's she going to be a wild, a wild one after. One. You loved her as a wild one. Accept it. Yeah. Is that definitely a dude? It, it is a dude, yeah. Okay. Because I didn't hear him well, say Well, females it. too. The same No, thing no. The same. But, but what I would say is just what you all have been saying. Like, people send out their representative, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. But her three, representative three was evidently in the group, so yeah. I don't know what he's confused. <laughs> exactly. Like, my, my dudes be like, they want a freak. You meet a woman who's freaky, and then all of a sudden now that freaky can't do, de- be displayed outward. Right. And there's all saying you want a woman in the streets and a freak in the yeah. bed. Right. But if you met her as a freak in the streets, then obviously that's the energy that 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 attracted you to her. You got to kind of understand that. Mm-hmm. Bruh, my advice to you is you better embrace her and accept her the way she is and get on the bus. Or you got to leave her alone. I don't know, was he asking a question there? What should he do? Yeah. He should he should grow a pair and accept her. <laughs> Love her and all her freakiness. I, I and, would... and when she put those nudes on, be like, damn, girl, you still look as good as you did in the bedroom the other night. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Put it out there so mm. everybody knows that. I mean, you. and I think you got to understand this. In these groups... People, people screenshot people's activity. Mm-hmm. People already seen what she got yeah. if she's but posted he, to this competition. My whole thing is, if you met with her, met her in a sex group, buddy, right? Now you want to get insecure about shit. That don't that that's on you, brother, because you knew mm-hmm. what you was dealing with, right? So my whole thing is, she's not gonna leave this group, and she shouldn't have to leave this group, right? What can you do to say, you know what? Maybe you need y'all need to take naked pictures together and put it into the group. <laughs> no, nah, people maybe maybe you know what's going on. Right? Maybe he need, yeah, maybe he team. needs to leave the no, group no. if he can't listen, he can't listen, listen, deal listen, with that listen, energy. Listen, listen, that's yeah, this is how you build the insecurity is. You know what it is? You take naked pictures together, you hold it or whatever, so everybody know that's that's you. Oh dear. That's Kevin now. <laughs> oh, you put it out there. Take yeah, your own pictures and exactly. then when the girls liking your pictures. And see how she reacts. See how she reacts. Exactly. She's not going to care because she's partaking in, in these things. He, 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 he needs to put the same energy with her yeah. in order yes. to connect. The so close us out, Christina. What do you feel? <laughs> what's, what's your advice to him? I'm I'm with the grow a pair. Like either, <laughs> look, either you, you stay with her and accept her as she is mm-hmm. or you move on because yeah. what else are you going to do? Because yeah. you're both. You can't change or play a game in the ninth inning. Yeah, yeah. This is who she was. This fact. is who she will be. That's a fact. You right. know what I'm saying? So if you're not comfortable with it, you got to either leave the relationship or leave that group and not pay attention to what's ain't going for on. you, bro. <laughs> yeah. You ain't built for Cool, cool. So <laughs> now we want to take a couple of minutes that we do have to allow you go through the trunk and give us more information. You see a couple other things? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. also uh, let them know the if, if they can support your business online if they're not in the Ithaca area. Wow. Okay. She got the, the brown hornet over there. Uh oh. Well, this one is just funny just because I, I thought that people should see this. But, and you know. So this is what I tell women, too, when they're, like, talking about getting this kind of thing. If you're with a man, I'm like, don't bring anything that's competition to your man. Yeah, yeah. So don't, you know, if he's a white dude, don't bring a big brown dick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, don't do that, right? Yeah. And if he's a black dude, he don't want two dicks in a room usually. So do not do that. But I've had women be like, no, no, it's okay. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, don't do it. Yeah. But this is just funny because, you know, no. A man's penis can't wiggle like that while he's <laughs> he's stroking you. Yeah. So it has a little. This gonna bring the ratings up a little bit. Here you go. Here you go. Yeah. yeah. Turbo. 
And and what is that considered? What is this is this is a vibrating dildo. Okay. Right. So the difference between a dildo and a vibrator, right, is just a vibrator vibrates yeah. and a dildo doesn't. Dildos don't have to look like penises. Yeah. Right. Are a dildo. These, it could just have phallic shapes. Dildos are they all are they, like they're made off a of mold or they just somebody's. They're molds, I mean, but they're not necessary. Mine, but that seems like an extra large amount of veins. <laughs> <in the penis>. <laughs> and <laughs> and so some of them are molded off of people's penises, yeah. and some of them are just designed by somebody, yeah. right? Okay. So whenever they try, where's the? I've got a realistic pink though, right? Because yeah. this is the thing: women don't care what it looks like really so much it just needs to be effective <laughs> yeah. and this is called a wall banger so you put it, it on the wall the and then you kind of yeah, yeah. back or that on ass the up chair or something yeah. you know you seem like you know all of i watch i watch porn i watch porn okay. so so then this style is like what they call the rabbit style right yeah. and and they can take many shapes but this is a shaft right so mm-hmm. this goes inside and this is clitoral yeah it's all so they get in the thrust and the clitoris. Yes. Kind of thing. And I'll show you. Time. And a man could use a, a, a cock ring to do the kind of same thing if mm-hmm. you want your penis to do that. But doesn't the, the cock ring cuts off the circulation, I feel. So it's so meant the, to. I'll so tell you I've what. I've used that before. You've used a cock ring? I've used the cock they, ring. Before. I've used one or thin, And do you like it? Mm. It's more for her. It, it is it's for her, but it, it kind of cuts off. Uh. Right? The king's like, I, I don't want to touch it. I gotta go back to work. <laughs> you know, so this is the twirl uh, and the penis, right? Vibrating dildo. Will you touch this one? Is this okay? Uh, that, are you serious? Pass it, along. So, so what is this called? This is just. So if you push the button again, um, that's just for internal. For that's not. And it goes to different beats. Yeah, yeah, different beats and rhythms. Yeah, that's the turbo. See that? Turbo. Yeah. Oh, and then you get the rabbit vibrating. It's a whole lot of stuff. (laughs) So real quick, show us something that us men would be happy to like bring to keep in our chest, keep in our our pleasure chest. We can use without her. Yeah, I'm definitely not using this (laughs) without my wife. Take this. Put this. Right here on your hand. Okay. Almost a suction. Right. So it has different speeds. And that could be also used on the head of a penis as well. Okay. Right. So it's not. What would you say is your best seller? Do you have your best seller with you? Uh, you know, it's a couple of different things because it depends on what people like. Mm-hmm. Um, some people don't like penetration, this looks so fancy, so you wouldn't yeah. know what it was. Like it could be a regular right. massager, right? It just yeah, looks like sweet. something, right? Yeah. But really, like it can be used. I'll show you. I'll just do it this way, so it's easy, so that it can be used when you're talking about stuff like around the head of the penis, because mm-hmm. it's like sucking almost. Yeah. So if you have a woman who might be reluctant to give you a blowjob, here you are, so like. Gonna be around too long. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's it. Okay. 2018. Shout out to Open Show Poppy. Yeah. Poppy, let me know. So I'll show you. This is like one of the sort of new things that are out. You guys know about. Is that like a butt plug? It's a butt plug. But you were talking about fuzzy stuff, so I thought you know you might like to see this. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen butt plugs where they have like tails, like different animal tails. Yeah. So I have ones that have long tails, but that's just cute. It's a little bunny tail. Come on. How bad is that? And that's supposed to do what? 
Plug it in the butt. It's just in the so butt. So the furry it's part is. It yeah, a, it's just to be cute. Yeah. I mean, you know? cute. Ain't nothing cute about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did this seem really? a little. You know what throws me off with this the whole is... thing? Because, like he said, we were in a couple of groups and, mm-hmm. and they always be talking about it. Seems the new wave from like 2016 on is like, you got to be tossing somebody's salad. Yeah. Because if you ain't tossing salad, you ain't doing nothing. So I'm like, I feel like a virgin again because I'm not into the toss salad game. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to toss salad and I definitely don't want my salad to Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm but too big to be a on thing that. out there. That's my thing. Nah, what man. kind of position do I have to yeah. be in? <laughs> You got to be in the I'm Captain Morgan position where you got one, one, one foot up. Captain Morgan. Captain Morgan. Yeah. And listen, That's the only man listen, way to get your salad The first time it ever happened to me when I was 17, I was like, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, the you know, she was an older woman. I was like, whoa, what's going on here now? I'm not into that. <laughs> Slow down, baby girl. So that's almost like a fleshlight where you put your penis in it and yeah, you put so like flesh, lubrication in here. Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, oh, oh beautiful friend, beautiful friend, so more. You know too much, man. Nah, you gotta see the light. You wanna you talk gotta, about? You gotta be educated about hold these on. things. So you put lubrication in there, right? And then, and then it's you. Hard to get my penis. No, it's not. But with lubrication, like not not all vaginal holes are just. Huge oh, and inviting. More, we more we we might have to open up a store yeah. for you over here. Yeah. Look at that. We might have to open up a store for views yeah. of your friends on more. Now this one I can get with. Yeah. I can get with this one. So this this is something that you could have had yourself, right? Yeah. And this kind of thing actually is also sort of re- you hear us sucking sound. So it's it's also reversible. So if you want to feel those, so feel that inside. Yeah. So then it, this kind of feels more like an anus than a. Vagina. Oh, I got the ridges. Now you feel the ridges. How you know what the anus feel like? <laughs> <laughs> that feels more like an anus than a vagina. Is all I'm saying. Listen, I'm all for talking. I'm all for talking. Oh, but I gotta go. You gotta be an adult, <laughs> man. That's why we having these grown she conversations. That feels more like an anus. <laughs> so you you never done anal before? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Does the anus feel like yeah. a vagina? No, definitely. Okay, so that, that answers all the so questions. So then, so you know what those are then? That's yeah, the anal beads. Yeah. Anal beads. Dude, friends on more have got a lot of knowledge on this. You got to be educated about everything. I Ask was, me about I, taxes. I Ask me you, about finances. I thought you was just I, I hold you down. So I, I've never used, I've seen this done in like adult films, but I've mm-hmm. never used it, you know. Just the beads. Depending on a woman's. Pleasure. Can you point. demonstrate? I don't mean on, on clips now. Nah. <laughs> uh, so yes. feels more like an anus. Yeah. <laughs> so she's clowning me on the low, but <laughs> <laughs> so it would be looped, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, you put a little lube in there. Yeah. And then it would go in as much as much as it can take. Yeah. You know, so and then so it can go in a little further. How long that joint is though? Like mm. really? And then you pull it out slowly. You pull it out slowly. And now, now think about this, right? You shit, right? You shit ever look like this? Like, no, it's usually. But it's coming out. It's different. When it's, it's not really. Out it's still coming in. out of the same space. And those like shits hurt when they. Oh, it's their hearts. It's doomed. It's their little so like we, we gotta we we got we gotta wrap up soon. So, <laughs> do you have one more thing you want to show us, and then also let us know how people could stuff. purchase yeah, stuff, so reach I'll out to you. One more little. This is sort of cute and little. So this okay. is just simply a clitoral, but also. I found that men also like the idea of this. And so 
And why do men I'm like the idea of this? <laughs> so, just put it to the butter tip of your nose, just to get an idea. Oh, like, not gonna get happen. Out. I'm not even asking. Uh, <laughs> forget you, man. So, I feel that that's cool. Like, why would a man? Where would a man put this? So, on the so tip of his penis? once again around the tip. So you, you know, this edge of your penis that's around here is really yeah. sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. So it's called rimming, right? If somebody's using their tongue yeah. there, why not? Sort of. That's a way to sort of test vibration right along there and stuff as well. Look, look at he's like, oh, look at that. So something so simple, right? Yeah. It's just a bullet vibrator, but it has a little tip. Cool. And, um, All right. So, Christina, thank you so much for being a guest. Let you. them know Sustainable yes. Passions, where they can reach you. Uh, and let, let them know about the sex parties. You could come down to the city and present I, sex parties also. I do. Um, so uh, the easiest way to reach me really is uh, by email. It's sustainablepassionboutique at gmail.com. Um, I do have a website. I don't usually sell on the website. But I've had a lot of people call me because they really have a lot of questions. I really do function as a sex educator. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I have the store number, 607-280-5950. And that's and it. where's the store Sustain- located? It's Just in, in Ithaca, New York. So okay. Sustainable Passion. Sustainable Passion. Okay. So. We'll, we'll post stuff in this video as well in the comment section so you can reach her right. on the Sustainable Passion page as well as the right. number she just gave. Right, because I'm on Facebook. And well. then that way you can, you know, you know, contact her directly, see if you can set up a party, maybe, you know, show have something where she can, you know, you can order from her or, mm-hmm. or however it goes. So do you want to give out any shout outs before we head out? No, this was a lot of fun. Thanks. Definitely Bye. was. Yeah. Definitely. 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 We learned stuff. We learned Clifford. Yeah. Clifford's not man enough to hold on to <laughs> sex. Yeah. What about you, Cliff? Any shout out? Um, I'm just thankful. I had a, a good, um, good church service today. Just thankful. I just got up. He gonna and bring then, up the Lord while we talking freaky no. all day, <laughs> making me feel no, awkward. No, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just thankful. I had a blessed Sunday. That's all. Yeah, so uh, you know, I want to do a quick shout out to like all of my creative people doing their thing. Um, you know, shout out to my boy Dijon Ashwood. He has something called Mafia Eight, which is make a film in eight hours. He's doing that out of Atlanta, where they get together and they shoot, you know, whole movies in eight hours. You get oh, good wow. people. Okay, and do that stuff sounds like that. interesting. It's really dope. He's he's thinking of moving to do some segments in in New York, but he's not ready yet. But right now he's doing in Atlanta. So if you're in Atlanta, hit up Mafia Eight. There's your Ashworth. Shout out to my boy D Smiles, who was our guest a couple weeks ago. He just dropped it's his my bro. Sunday studio sessions. A dope video Fire. thing going on. You know what I'm saying? Who else I want to shout out? Shout out my boy Steiner. He has the Live Life, Love Life. Sometimes you see me wear his T-shirts. You know, shout out to all my podcasting family. So many people, but I love being around creative people. I like us to get together and cross promote and just keep doing our thing. You know what I mean? So everybody keep doing your thing, and and that's one love. What about you? Shout out to all the uh, what are you Leos? Leos, Leos and now season? now is is it Libra season? Not Libra, Virgo. Virgos. Uh, so shout out to all the Virgos. August 25th, is that Virgo? Yeah, that's Virgo. Oh, my cousin Monique, her birthday just passed. Shout out to her. Cousin Cheryl, she's a Leo. Her birthday just passed. Um, shout out to Amanda, we miss you. Where you at? Yes, yeah, yes. Course, also, yeah. Amanda, a.k.a. Greedy Gut, she sells organic soy candles. She always forgets to promote that, but I'm going to promote it for her. They smell awesome. Awesome. 
And she does deliveries all around the city. So Amanda Greedy, you know, her Instagram you is a greedy gut. Candles from Amanda. You could have uh, Crystal. What? Crystal, right? Christine. Christina. Christine. Christina, sorry. For the sex toys. And you make a night of it. Make it a combination of it. <laughs> exactly. So we out there. You Thanks you for coming to One Love. And like I always say, go out there and chase your legacy and not liabilities because your legacy lasts longer. And we out. Peace. Peace. Views from the friend zone. Mom trying to beat, I'm trying to reach the end zone. You think I'm kind of sweet and you want to be friends though? It's cool though. Just don't try to play me for no fool, yo. Views from the friend.